Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower women to prioritize their dreams, revolutionize their families, and personalize their faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, therapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them to find healing tools. And today on the podcast, I have Allie. Welcome to the show. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. What is your question for me today? So my question is kind of a two-parter. Okay. It's guilt versus shame. How can we tell the difference between the two when we're kind of taught that they're the same kind of feeling? And then how do we not pass on our guilt, shame cycles to our children? Okay. So first part, the difference between guilt and shame. So guilt is about behavior. It's I feel bad about this specific behavior. Okay. Okay. Shame is about me as a person. I am a bad human being. I am worthless. I am no good. So one, so guilt is behavior based and shame is person based. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And we use them in, in society as interchangeable, but I think making that distinction, like you're asking is really important because they're different things. Yes. Cause I can never tell if I'm feeling guilty about what I'm doing or if I'm shaming myself because of who knows what X, Y, Z. Yeah. Do you want to give an example of something you feel shame about or guilt about and try to sort through it? I think it's just anytime I try to do something that is my own. I mean, that's a mom guilt thing that a lot of us deal with. I'm pretty sure. And it's one of those, like, do I actually feel guilty or do I feel shame because of what I think other people think of me for doing this? Gotcha. Okay. You have children. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Two kids. Oh, awesome. Okay. So when you do things for yourself, you feel something that's a negative emotion or uncomfortable emotion, and you're not sure what it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. What's one of those, give me an example of one thing that you're, that you'd like to do that you feel guilt or shame about. I guess it's probably when I go out somewhere, okay. which hasn't happened in a while. <laughs> that hasn't happened in a while. But when, um, I would go like out for a night with other friends, not, not with my husband, just like other friends. Mm-hmm. And it took a really long time for me to even be comfortable with the idea of going out. Okay. Because why? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was just, I felt like I should be there. I'm, I'm their, their safety blanket, you know, their comfort zone, but so is their dad. So Okay. So I should be there 100% of the time. Kind of. Yeah. Even though I know I don't, but I still feel like I need to. Right. And I need to be there 100% of the time because I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't know if my husband can do it right. He can. Okay. (laughs) Because I'm out. I'm not in control. Yes. Okay. All right. You kind of want to be in charge of everything that happens with your kids and you don't trust your husband 100% to take care of them the way you would. Yeah. The way I would, it's true. Like the way I would, but then 
then I have the other side where I'm like, but I know he can do it. So right. why do I feel this way? Like, I know he can, and they're going to be fine. So why do I still have this ridiculous cycle? Yeah. So you are not alone, Allie. Society teaches women that, that you're defined by your motherhood. Yes. You're defined by those relationships and you better be there all the time or your kids are going to turn out, you know, to do horrible things and bad things are going to happen to them if you're not there all the time. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just you being, you having a personal problem. It's, it's a society problem and how we define motherhood. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) You just absorbed messages from society and culture. Oh, well, I mean, yay, but there's nothing wrong. (laughs) Yeah. But we, we need to fix that because you're going to go out with your friends. You might as well have a good time and not be feeling this negativity and and second guessing yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you go out or the times when you have, have your kids been okay? Oh yeah. They're totally fine. And even when I get to the place with the friends, I'm finally fine. It's like that drive from leaving the house to when I'm there that I have that ridiculous spiral of, oh my gosh, what if something happens or what if I need to go back? And then now I feel sad because I can't stay. It's it's a mess. Okay. Okay. There's some control around there Mm -hmm. and a couple of beliefs that you have. So the one we've talked about, I should be there Mm -hmm. 100% of the time. And there's another belief I think that's in there is I can control what happens to my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and neither of those are true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, should right. you be there? Should you deny your kids a relationship with their dad? Oh, no. No. Gosh, right. No. <laughs> no. I want them to have such a good relationship with him. Then you're going to need to go out with your girlfriends occasionally (laughs) so he can experience being the lead parent. Yes. And he does really well when I, when I'm out, he's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the guilt and shame. Yes. Is it, I'm doing something bad by leaving or I'm a bad mom? Ooh, it's a good question. Maybe a little bit of both. Okay. Um, double, double whammy there. (laughs) Cause it's like, Oh, am I, I'm a bad mom for leaving because sometimes my kids, when I get back, they're like, Oh my gosh, we missed you so much. And I'm like, you need to learn to live without me. Mm -hmm. But then I get the, Oh my gosh, am I doing something wrong that they think they can't live without me? And then that spiral also. Gotcha. Gotcha. Any idea why you're, you might be so afraid of being a bad mom? I don't know. I think maybe because I had such great parent, I have such great parents and I have such great role models around me, but things have happened in their lives and our lives that just don't align with what a good parent has for their kids. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, like specifically church wise, you know, I, I'm the only sibling left that has stayed in the church, which is fine. That's not, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those, like, am I doing everything right so that my kids know to make the right decisions, but also I don't want to control it. We're like, don't do anything wrong because how else are they going to learn? But okay. Yeah. 
Allie, there is no right way. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. <gasps> and you will mess up your kids. I've mostly kind of gotten to that point. <laughs> because that's that's our job. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> the goal is to do it unintentionally. Only the <laughs> unintentional things, right? So I Perfect. can tell you love your kids. You want to be a good mom. So let go of the perfect. There is no perfect way. And you will not be able to control them. Yeah. I've learned that, especially with my second. Yeah. <laughs> She's a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> yeah. So you will not be able to control them. So the, the sooner you can kind of let go of that hope that you can it's true. kind of dictate what they choose. And you can when they're little, right? It sounds like they're yeah. pretty little still. Yeah, they're, they're under 10. <laughs> so as they grow up, you'll get more and more practice. Mm -hmm. And you'll be able to realize I really can't control. They actually have agency and get to make decisions. Oh, unfortunately. They can't. No. <laughs> yeah. no, they, they can't. Uh, I guess it's more like a, am I giving them enough of a foundation to build their own lives on. And mm -hmm. that's where I get the, oh my gosh, am I making this right choice? And then the guilt and the shame for not doing things, whatever specific way. Okay. Is that giving them what they need? Am I teaching them guilt versus shame? Like, okay, when you do something, you're going to feel this. Does it make you a bad person? Just means you made a bad choice. Mm-hmm. But how, especially with my eight-year-old, she is extremely, anytime there's a critique, I'll say critique, mm -hmm. <laughs> she goes, I'm the worst, I'm horrible, I'm this, I'm that. And we have never said that, mm -hmm. we never will say that, but I just don't know how to help her with that because I know those narratives because I've said them myself to myself, but never out loud. Okay. So why don't let's do a role play. You be your daughter saying, oh, I'm so bad. So I'll be you. And I okay. just said, oh, you know, you didn't clean up your room enough. You need to go back and pick up the rest of your stuff. Oh, I'm the worst at cleaning. I suck. It's the worst. I'm just horrible and I hate it. I can't do anything right. What you're feeling, dear, <laughs> is shame. That part okay. of that's saying, I feel bad about myself. I'm a horrible person. That's called shame. So you can name okay. it and say, okay. you know what? It does feel bad when someone gives you feedback that's not positive, right? Mm -hmm. Normalize it. That's shame. So okay. guilt says, oh, I did a bad job cleaning my room. I better go fix that or clean it up. Mm -hmm. So guilt is about, I didn't clean my room well enough for my mom's standard. And shame <laughs> is I'm a bad person because I didn't okay. clean my room up. <laughs> yeah. So you, you can talk her through that. So your okay. job is not to prevent her from feeling shame. Okay. It's to help her process the shame and sort through the guilt and the shame and identify okay. what those are. Okay. That's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Good. You're right on. You're oh, right on track. It's, it's so much harder than I thought. Yeah. Ugh, hearing kids. And just, I have always had a very... I call it my guilt complex. I don't know if it's legit, but I feel intense guilt or shame about many things. And I play my own devil's advocate in my own head. So when I am like, like with the pandemic right now, 
Let's mm-hmm. go with that. We had the choice to either keep our kids home and do virtual school, or we could send them to in-person. But we have my, my grandmother who's elderly and we help take care of her. And if we want to be able to see specific family members, we have to be extra careful, which would mean that sending them to school is a huge risk, mm-hmm. but then keeping them home is not good for my mental health or their mental health. And so then it had to come down to school or family and it was a horrible decision. <laughs> to have that to is make. hard. And then it's just a constant, did I do the right thing? Am I making the right decision? Are my kids okay? Are, isn't, are they suffering with the relationships from with their grandparents or whatever else? And it's mm-hmm. constant. <laughs> that sounds like it's really heavy. Like just this <laughs> constant, like, oh my gosh, second guessing my decisions. Ah, yes. Ah. Like just kind of this, this weight and like, it's kind of just bounces around in your head. Yes. And I can't get it to stop. <laughs> Yeah. So Allie, I want you to consider that there is no right decision or there's very few right or wrong decisions. Okay. All right. So should I beat my child? That's a bad decision, (laughs) right? That's a right and a wrong. Should I punch my neighbor? That's a no. No. But, But the decision like you presented is most of the decisions. That's like most of the decisions Mm -hmm. that we make in life. Yeah. And most of them, it's not right or wrong. It's just a choice. And okay. what if it's going to work out either way? Yeah. So you're kind of putting yourself in this black and white world. Yes. And I know there's gray. <laughs> and that creates a lot of anxiety and stress. So what if either way you chose, there's pros and there's cons. Whether mm-hmm. they go to school, you know, there's, there's, if they go to school, the pro is you get you know, your mental health is better and you get to be a more patient mom. The con is we don't get to see as many family members. If they stay home, you're choosing poor mental health and relationships with family members. So it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not a moral issue. Yeah. It's just a choice. (laughs) And they're probably both going to turn out just fine. True. True. It's true. (laughs) So do you do that a lot? Kind of put things in like, this right or wrong category? I think I do without even meaning to do it. I just Mm -hmm. do. Even when I know there's gray and I'm learning Mm -hmm. to be okay with the gray Mm -hmm. and a lot of things, but a lot of times I just immediately go to black and white and back and forth between the two. Right. Right. (laughs) So yeah, that, that's a skill that that you can practice. You can practice. So when your brain starts going back and forth between those choices and second guessing yourself. Uh I want you to say to yourself, stop. I've made my decision. Both decisions are going to be fine. Okay. And just see what happens. Like just stop the thought because it's just looping around and it's not, it is, (laughs) it's not, it's not helping you. It's not serving you. It's not making you a better mom. It's not making you a better (laughs) wife. It's not making you a better human. It's making no. you stressed out, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, it's very stressful. So you're going to say stop. Okay. My choice. They're both fine decisions. I'm moving forward. <sighs> That's so like, it's so simple. <laughs> it's, it's so profound. <laughs> but it's a skill that you have to practice. I don't want you to beat yourself up and going, am I doing this right? Oh, I did it yeah. wrong. You know, <laughs> don't. 
it's just something to practice to help you get out of that, that loop in your mind. Constant loop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that is extremely helpful. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad. And another thing I want you to ask yourself is, is this a moral issue? Okay. Okay. Because moral versus just a choice. Right. Like, is there like a real, really a right and a wrong in this? Okay. (laughs) Because you're putting everything into like, there's a right and a wrong. (laughs) And most choices don't fit in that. Most choices, it's, it's just a choice. It's just a choice. (laughs) So set those choices free from the moral, (laughs) the moral dilemma. (laughs) I will set them free. (laughs) those choices free. Yeah. And, and you're not alone in that pattern. Yeah. It's a really common pattern. It's a, it's called a thinking error and it's one of the most common black and white thinking. It's this or this. I like that error thinking. That, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Thinking error, thinking error or cognitive distortion is another name for it. Oh, I like that too. <laughs> but it's, it's all or nothing or black or white thinking. And so that's okay. what we're talking about. And I think that way of thinking is triggering your guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. And if you can catch yourself and tell, you know, stop yourself and ask, is this a moral issue? You're going to find 99% of the time it's not. not. And it's just make a choice. (laughs) You know, do you want (laughs) chocolate chip cookies or oatmeal cookies? Like it's just chocolate chip. Oh, okay. Always. Well, that, sorry, that was a bad example then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was <laughs> no oatmeal chocolate chip. We might have a discussion. So, okay, okay, I'm with you. <laughs> so, is that helpful? It is. It is, especially in in the the church society that we're in. A lot of the time, where we're told that there is always a right and a wrong, and it's 32 years of thinking that mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. I now to kind of dismantle it a smidge when a lot dismantle it. Yeah. yeah. Dismantle it a lot because yeah. it is usually not that way. And that's a way to teach younger kids who are mm. in a, a younger developmental stage, but you're mm. older, you can handle more nuance, more gray and more complexity in your thinking process. And so let's integrate more complexity instead of this black and white stuff. Oh, I concur. <laughs> and I think that'll really help with your guilt and shame. Oh, I think so too. It's, it's take, I've dismantled it a little. <laughs> there's more work to be done. <laughs> yeah. There's always more work to be done. And everything we've talked about today is a process Yes. It's it's not a destination. It's just a process of learning and practicing a skill of shifting the way we think, of catching ourselves when we go back to old ways. So I I think you're you're on that journey now, which is so exciting. Yay! I like being on journeys. <laughs> so so back to your, you know, leaving your kids to go on a girls' night. Yes. It's just a choice. It's just a choice. It's not a moral no- issue. there's no right or wrong. Do I want to go? Okay, I'll go. Do I not want to go? I won't go. So what you want factors into this. Cool. (laughs) Okay. I will keep that in my mind. Okay. It's hard, hard, but I'll get there. (laughs) The difference between guilt and shame 
guilt is what I did. Uh huh. And shame is who I am. Who I am. Okay. Yeah. And then when you catch yourself in that black and white thinking, you're going to tell yourself, stop and ask yourself, is this really a moral issue? And if it's not, you're going to take it out of that black and white and take it to the gray. Be like, what do I want? What choice do I want to make? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes complete and total sense. Wonderful. Yay. (laughs) Yay. Well, hopefully you can take that and practice that skill and, and check back with me. Let me know how it's going. Shoot me an email or something. Oh, I will. Don't you worry. Okay. Wonderful. Thanks for being on the show, Allie. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com. You'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. Thanks for listening. Have you ever thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question? Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.